Well, good morning. It's good to see you today. Uh, we are on the last week of what the series we've been doing called Life on Mission. But here's the thing. When you get to the end of the series, you're really just starting it. So we are at the beginning in a lot of ways because now we want to really take this and put it into practice. And uh, we've talked about several different topics. Today's is prayer. And you might be thinking, well, wait a minute. Shouldn't prayer be the first thing? Well, it should. It should be the first, it should be the middle, and it should be the end. And the reason that when they put this study together, they did it last is because they said, we want this to be the thing you remember, the thing you hear last, as you get ready to really start implementing this in your life. So today we're talking about prayer. And we're going to have a brief teaching time on prayer. And I know you're like, brief? Sweet! That's awesome. I love that. So it will be a brief time, um, but here's what we're going to do. At the end of that time, then we are going to spend some time in prayer. I don't think we need a lot of teaching on prayer. We just need to do it, right? I mean, we know what it is. Um, So we're going to look at an example that Jesus gave us on this topic of prayer and what this specific thing we should be praying about should be. Um, And it's in Matthew chapter 9. We're going to start in the 35th verse. So Matthew chapter 9, and we're going to read 35 through 38. Jesus went through all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and affliction. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into the harvest fields. Just real briefly, we want to look at four needs that we see in this text just to help us, again, get our focus as we get ready to pray. The first need is this, that people need compassion. You see that in verse 35 and 36. Jesus went out among them. Now, I I want you to seriously raise your hands. If you feel like in your life today, you are probably being pulled in more directions than you ever have, and you've been, you feel more stress, and people are demanding more of you. Seriously, raise your hand if that's how you feel. Okay, that's like half of us. The other half are liars. So, no, I'm just kidding. But seriously, don't you think it, it's like everyone, no matter what you're involved with, everyone, just give me a little more. Give me a little more. Give me a little more. And we can get worn out. It's very easy to do. What's really interesting is that Jesus, when he saw the crowds, and he had been serving them and healing them, he was moved by compassion to keep going. And that's the motivation we need. Jesus saw the needs of the people around him, and he cared enough to do something about it. And so compassion is the thing that motivates us to connect with people and to serve people and to share with people and to make sure we are connected to Jesus and grow in him. And it's the thing that motivates us to pray. So the first thing is people need compassion. The second need is that sheep need a shepherd. Jesus talked about this in verse 36. Now you can can be compassionate for a lot of really good reasons. The one that Jesus is talking about here is that there were people who didn't have the blessing of a shepherd. Now you're thinking, well, I'm not a sheep. I don't know the blessings of a shepherd. It's kind of hard for me to get in my culture, in my context. I understand that. I think we're all in that boat. However, 
Psalm 23, probably the most famous and, and loved psalm, says this. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. And even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You anoint my head with oil. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Anybody ever feel any comfort from that psalm? Here's the thing. All of those great things that happen are dependent on the very first phrase. The Lord is my shepherd. See, when Jesus is your shepherd, then you have rest and peace and a restored soul. You have guidance. You have no fear. Whatever is going on around you, because Jesus is with you, you have comfort and protection. You have provision. You have abundance and overflowing favor. And you are told that goodness and mercy will follow you every day that you have breath on this planet. And then when your breath on this planet is over, you will be with Jesus forever in heaven. That's what it means to have a shepherd. And Jesus wants to be the shepherd for the sheep. He says, I am the good shepherd. And the good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. He wants to care for more sheep. He's not tired of working with them and for them on our behalf. So sheep need a shepherd. The third need that we see is that the harvest needs workers. How many of you have ever watched one of those nature shows about animals, like the ones about the animals that are being chased, right? There's the predator animal and the prey animal. And again, I know this is, I'm trying to keep you awake. Raise your hand if you've ever watched one of those shows, all right? I think most of us have seen that. My favorite episode is the one where the sheep takes down the lion. That is awesome. You guys have seen that, right? That awesome sheep is all buff, he's been working out, chases down the lion, kills him. Yeah, yeah, that's the uh, fantasy channel. It doesn't happen, right? A sheep is going to be attacked by a lion. And the Bible says that the devil is like a lion, and he's just prowling around looking for someone to devour. The problem is there are people, sheep, that don't have a shepherd. And some people don't know that they need a shepherd. Other people don't care, even though they've been told. And some people think that they can overcome the lion anyway because they're that killer sheep. So here's the good news. All of the things that we looked at, looked at really briefly in Psalm 23 the life of care and provision and hope and peace and eternal life, those are all because of Jesus. And Jesus makes a connection between the people that need a sheep and the fact that they don't have one. The people that need a shepherd and the fact that they don't have one. And, and that connection is, is this. People aren't going to tell them. People are not going to tell them. 
because the workers haven't gone out. He says the harvest is waiting, but the workers are staying. The harvest is ready, but the workers are unavailable. And so the opportunity passes and the fruit dies as the workers all hang out in the house. And that brings us to our last need. So Jesus says, pray about that. Pray. See, the solution isn't guilt. He's not trying to motivate us by guilt because Jesus knows that guilt is not a good motivator. He just wants us to pray about it and let God motivate us. He says, you know, before you go out, you need to pray about it. There must be petition. Before sending, there has to be asking. Before harvesting, there must be prayer. And if you're in a life group, you're going to watch the video for this week. And Tim is going to talk about Luke 10, 2, which is another reference to this verse. And he's, he says, would you set your alarm on your smartphone or your watch or whatever you have so that it goes off at 10.02 every day, morning and night? If you prefer 9.38, you can do 9.38 because that's also a reference here in Matthew. So at 9.38 a.m. and p.m. or 10.02 a.m. and p.m., for the next year, what if we would all set our alarms for that time? And when that goes off, what if we would just simply pray that there would be workers for the harvest? If nothing else comes out of our time in this study, I think that would make a huge difference. Because prayer is the power behind the harvest. And it's so much better with power. There was a man who had some trees that he needed to cut down in his backyard. And he had a saw that was kind of old. And so he went to the department store, the hardware store, and he said, you know, I, I have these trees that I need to cut down in my backyard. Um, I'd really like to get a new saw. And the, uh, the worker there said, well, let me tell you what. This chainsaw is amazing. He said it's sharper than any other chainsaw we've ever sold. It will power through these trees, no problem at all. Just, you take this with you and you're set. And the guy said, all right. And he buys it. And about three hours later, he comes back and he's just sweating. He's all dirty and, man, he is worn out. And he says to the worker, he says, you know, I know what you told me, but, man, I was doing better with my old saw than with this thing. I don't know what's going on, but I, I, so this thing is not working. And the guy said, well... Let's, let's take it out back. We have like an area where we can test saws. Um, let's go back there. We got this big log, and, and let's see what we can find out. He said, I don't want you to be disappointed in this saw because it's, it's really a good saw. So they go back, and uh, the worker takes this chainsaw, and he, he primes it, and he pulls, the, chain, he pulls the, the cord, and it fires up. And the guy goes, what's that noise? What's that noise? That was funny. So the guy was trying to cut down the tree without the chainsaw running. See, when we try to go do something for Jesus and there's no prayer behind it, there's no power behind it. It's like trying to cut down a tree with a chainsaw that's not running. We have to have prayer. Doing life on mission must begin with prayer. So today, real quick action plan for us, and then we're going to go into our prayer time, is I want us to all become members of AAA, all right? AAA. Now, 
If you're a member of the AAA Auto Club, that thing, that is great. It's a great thing to do. Um, that's not what we're talking about. Um, because when you join the AAA Auto Club, that thing, it benefits who? You, right? I mean, you pay your fees, and, and then you get the benefit from that. But when you're a member of the AAA Club that we're talking about this morning, the benefit's not for you. The benefit's for people that aren't in. It's for other people. So let's go through the A's really fast. The first A is ask. Jesus said you need to ask the Lord of the harvest to send out workers. So we need to consistently ask God for wisdom and opportunities and boldness. Just say, you know, when you're going through your day, God, why am I in this particular place at this particular time? Is there something that you want me to do or Someone you want me to help. Whatever it is. God, just give me wisdom. So ask God. Great way to start your day, first thing. Lord, today, show me where I'm supposed to be helping somebody. And then throughout the day, you know, as you think of it, do the same thing. Second A is to be aware. If you pray that, Lord, would you just give me some opportunities, then you need to be aware of the opportunities that are there because they will show up. We need to be like Jesus. He, he looked around and, and he saw the crowds. He paid attention. He was aware. So be like Jesus in that way. Look beyond ourselves. It's hard to do, but see people around us and needs that may be there. And then the third thing is we need to actually act. Because you can pray about it and you can be aware of it, but if you don't do anything, it's not all that helpful. Now, this is probably the one that's the hardest for us. But we actually need to go and do something in the name of Jesus. And again, if we're motivated by compassion, then we connect with people and we serve people and we share good news with people. And really, what we're going to do today is go back to the ask. And for the next about 11 minutes, we're going to be listening to a guided time of prayer, and there will be some soft music that's playing, and then we will have some direction on these different topics that we'll pray for for about a minute each. Whether or not we get anything out of this depends on what we bring to it. It's just like any time of worship. It's what you bring to it that determines what you get out of it. And so if we come to this time and we are honest and we say, Lord, here we are. We're just asking, would you help us? Would you help us to see what you want us to see and be who you want us to be? And then when we're done with that time of prayer, uh, Selena is going to come and she's going to sing a song for us that is focused on a friend. And during that time, I want us to be praying specifically, is there a friend that we want to lift up to God and just lift them up as she sings that song. And then after that, we're going to all come together and stand and we're going to sing the song that we sang at the end of our communion time. Our Father. The words that Jesus taught us to pray, we're going to sing those back to our Father. And if you have a decision to make at that time, you can do that. And Dave Welsh will be here and he will walk you through whatever needs to happen at that time. So let's pray. 
And let's really focus on what God is doing in us and through us. Let's pray. God, we come to you in the name of Jesus and ask that you would hear our prayers. We praise you for who you are, and we thank you for the people who shared the truth and the hope of Jesus with us. for discernment to be aware of the many opportunities around us. Help us not to miss them, but to see them clearly, especially today and this week. courage to act on those many opportunities. May you work in us and through us as we connect with people, as we serve them, and as we share the good news. to see people not through our own eyes but through yours and help us to reach out to them even when we're tired or we honestly just don't want to do that.
we pray for our neighbors, the people who live right around us. Give us your favor as we intentionally connect with them. us deepen our relationships with our friends, our families, our co-workers, our fellow students, associates, anyone we interact with on a regular basis. So pray for our civil and government authorities as you have asked us to do. May they seek you as they lead and serve us. Give us opportunities to serve them and reach out to them with the good news. the physically poor, especially those who are suffering through no fault of their own, and most of all, the spiritually poor, people who have never experienced hope through Jesus.
you've told us that it's harvest time, that people are ready to hear and see the truth. So we pray for workers locally, regionally, and globally. conference on missions that will be in Columbus very soon. Use it to impact our own lives so we can impact others for you. today, Lord, remind us of the one friend that you want us to reach out to with compassion and love and hope. And God, we know that we can only do that with your help. And so we lift that friend to you right now. Jesus, we pray. 